Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Pretty Normal Podcast, a show that reimagines what society considers normal. Each week, I interview different guests about the topics they're most passionate about. I'm going to make this intro real short because I really want everyone to dive straight into this amazing interview. This week, I had the chance to interview three awesome women who host the podcast, Chica Chats. Rocio, Alex, and Kendi are three outspoken Latinas dissecting taboo topics. In our conversation, we tackle cancel culture, plus-size models, legalizing sex work, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get notified every time a new episode drops. Without further ado, my name's Xavier Diaz, and you are now listening to A Pretty Normal Podcast. You're listening to A Pretty Normal Podcast, a show that highlights the fascinating stories and thought-provoking moments that make up our lives. My name's Xavier Diaz, and I want to hear your story. Yo! Hey guys! Hi. Oh my god! Hey, so I got Chica Chats in the house. That's what's up. This what's is very up? Dope. What's up, guys? Very, very dope. Been trying to coordinate this with Rocio since last year, since 2019. Since oh my so god. I'm very happy to have all three of you here at the same time. This Yay. is very, very awesome. This is rare. Thank you for having yeah. us. Oh, of course. And yeah, if you could each introduce yourselves and then tell us a little bit about the show. Alrighty, so I'm Kendi. And I'm Alex. I'm Rocio. I'm more Chica Chats. Wee. Hell yeah! So why why did Chica Chat Chat start? Give the listeners like a uh, a little backstory. Okay, do you want like the PG thirteen version or like the rated R version? Uh, give us rated R. We have a rated, rated R. R version. It's over drinks. We just uh, mesh really well together. Yeah. Uh, what, what what was the premise? Like, what do you guys talk about on your show for anybody who hasn't listened? So like a little bit of everything from like pop culture to like our personal experience in life. Mm-hmm. We kind of have a little bit of like asking uh, our close immediate friends about what's going on. And then we kind of uh, connect it to whatever's going on in the culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, we basically met through a, like an internship. And then from there, we would grab like dinners and have drinks together. And we were like, I think we should monetize this. And then <laughs> we did. Let's make money. Let's make course, money like from any, chilling. Any new Hell hobby yeah. nowadays. Um, but we mainly talk about stuff that affects our demographic. We're um, Latina. All three Latinas, correct? Latinas. Uh-huh. I don't want to say millennials because we're like, because we are different age All groups. in between, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. we're in different um, points in life. I'm, I'm 20 years old. I'm going to turn does 21. That can, does that make you Gen Z? I don't really I know. I think the, the so. But I really <laughs> identify with the, I guess, the identity of millennials. Yeah, yeah. Their I politics. branch them all together because yeah. we're super progressive we're, and we like forward thinking and open minded. But sometimes we do clash. But oh, okay. We well, are, what are some things you clash about? I feel like uh, Alex has like a more, I don't know how to explain it, like a more growing up, she's been exposed to like an like a more open mind more kind progressive of thing. Idea. Okay. yeah where Whereas me and Rocio had, had like kind of conservative and then we were brought up parents towards yeah. mm. i mean i also have conservative parents but i was more open like to generation wise mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like my parents are still from the 50s yeah oh. yeah and they're from 
Latin American countries, right? So I'm like first generation. Religious. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we relate. We're for, we're all first generation. First generation. But definitely mm-hmm. we shared similar ideas and we talk about on the podcast. Hey, check it out. Hey, <laughs> I, yeah, everybody go check out Chica Chats. Um so I wanted to start off with Let's let's go random here on the list. Actually, Alex, you said you got a horoscope late, uh, recently, and I'd oh love to hear God. about that before. It was a palm because- reading, yeah. So she got it on point because I work I work kind of overnight ish. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you say it? Um, the night shift. Night shift. The grave. The graveyard, graveyard shift. shift. It's mm-hmm. halfway graveyard shift. So the latest I get out is two a.m. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me she was reading my palm, um, and she didn't say this to the other person. She was reading their palm. She's like, "You're having trouble sleeping." Mm-hmm. Um, and like, what else did she say? She said that you have the um, the gift of meeting your soulmate. Or like Wait, what? She's like, and that's very rare. And I'm Hold like, where are you also, at? Like, what? Like, <laughs> that's also so vague where it's like you have the opportunity to meet your soulmate. Yeah, well, yes. but she said it's, it's like, it's not that common to see that in someone's palm, which is like, I guess nobody's hand is the same. But she yeah, also yeah, yeah. said that I am... I'm very empathetic and I'm a little bit too empathetic and mm. that sometimes that really brings out my energies and I felt that day that I was like really low Damn. so I was like oh my god like, but then she was it. like you should get like a crystal and I'm like oh you're trying to like you buy you're trying to sell something <laughs> yeah. there we go. the sleep thing do. was very accurate she uh-huh. got that I'm not I'm trying to remember what else she said but that part really was like damn she kind of knows do you feel like you're or I just look tired do you feel like you're in touch with yourself if you're in touch with yourself you kind of can for like feel what you like and you don't like and like you stay true to yourself especially when it comes to significant other uh, I, do, I do i try to stay true to myself it's a journey mm-hmm. hey, hey wow this got really but deep that's, <laughs> but that's my palm reading yeah it was five dollars <laughs> so for what i got for five dollars was really that, good <laughs> that's why it's really hard for me to believe in that shit because i'm like what do you mean you could tell me the future for five bucks like why aren't you <laughs> Well, you take it with this. a grain of salt, you know what I mean? I didn't be like, this is my whole life, you know? If but you some really, of it. If you could really read the future, that's like, you can make a lot of money from that. Why are you selling it for five bucks? True. That's when I'm like, what are you doing okay. here? Also, but, super but, New York. Like, the hustle mm-hmm. is real. Yeah, and the hustle is real. So, like, and they... You gotta do it. But, but that's really cool that you, you're open-minded to, like, spirituality and stuff like that yeah. beforehand, right? And you gotta walk into it with that mentality or else you're just gonna be like, poking holes at everything she yeah. says like me because I'm a dick. But <laughs> it's awesome that like you go into it already spiritual. And I have a couple friends that are really spiritual and into crystals. Do you have, did you end up getting any crystals? No. No, you didn't do it? <laughs> yo, and my friends are like, yo, this crystal will help you during like this and like this, this, and like they're really into Sometimes it. Sometimes they do, yeah. Sometimes awesome. like it, it captures know. energy or releases mm. some energy that you need. Or like some people charge their crystals. Yeah. But like what moonlight that mean? and do the, stuff. Do the full moon. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something in there. The moon has like some specialized powers. Like it controls the ocean and like your moon. Especially being women, like it controls your cycle and shit. Oh my god. Women run the world. I just got a cramp. Somehow. So can we talk about how (laughs) I think it's crazy that if you are like around certain, like if you're around another woman, you get in sync sync somehow. Everyone at my job is in sync. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone. Oh my god. We're all voting on the same day. What's your week? Is it like the it was actually last week okay yeah so we're, i was crying in the bathroom yeah oh but you have a community yeah, yeah. Yo, i so like that, that i like that 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 week of the month that everybody at the business is just like in pain oh, oh my god, god. yo that's Cute. crazy how the fuck does that happen i don't know what's don't the know. science behind that but that's pretty cool that, like, i think it's a hormones 
like the firm ones we give off mm-hmm. it just after over time you like sync up mm-hmm. but like did we ever sync up i wonder what did you guys have your last period no, I have no idea. Mine used to be in the 15th, and then this month it was the, like the first around there. Or like the you should always be synced up with your mom, right? Like growing up? No! <laughs> no, no I barely oh, see my mom now. Because you're both on the same. Yeah. I'm just saying. It used to theory. happen with my mom, yeah. <laughs> I think it's physically, though. If you spend enough physical time with someone, mm-hmm. then it happens. Mm-hmm. So like we spend a lot of time like online, so we haven't been in sync. But it used to happen with my mom. Yeah, we mm. would have it at the same time. Have you seen they? They said they started working on um, birth control for men. Yes, yes. we had an episode yo, about that. You, right, yo, we were you, talking I about don't know that. much about it. I just know that it, it was it's news. You tell me more about it. I'd love to like, cause I I wonder would I go take birth control if like it was like a viable option like and it actually works and they've tested it mm-hmm. I, I, yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> you I mean, you're we can ask the same question yeah. to ourselves you know <laughs> there's an episode i've mentioned this before there's an episode on netflix it's called the something explained but it's sex Yo, explained sex explained yeah, yeah and they yeah. have a whole episode they about the, the history explained. they do yeah, yeah that shit about the history of of sex male birth control how, how does this work and where are they at with this because i think it would save a lot of women a lot of hassle mm-hmm. from like being the one to have to suck it up and, and do it if you want to you know do, do your thing <laughs> so yeah there's an episode on on netflix from the sex explained series they mm-hmm. have the mind explain the mind explained series and mm-hmm. then just regular explain, explain. Mm-hmm. and it's called birth control so definitely check that out mm-hmm. and they talk about the history of birth control and how it was tested on on women like in the 20th century in mm-hmm. puerto rico specifically and they had no idea that they were being the first people tested for birth control mm-hmm. until after and they ended up being like infertile and stuff like that so that like your question mm-hmm. and concern of it being like a viable option and stuff mm-hmm. like, it's like something women go through all the time yeah, we because, because we the same don't yeah, yeah. know so far if mm-hmm. like everything we're doing to our bodies is okay mm-hmm. um but then you do have the controversial like oh now men can have that mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. and you take it into your own hands mm-hmm. yeah. even though we kind of have like bisectomies and stuff like that which men could like obviously and it's reversible do, and it's yeah, reversible yeah. unlike women um Mm-hmm. But it's very Once you tie your tubes, you can't untie them? No. No, dude. Really? They're tied wow. for life. Forever. That's the number one birth control have... in the world, though. That's because like... usually women, after they have whatever amount whatever of kids, kids they want, they're like, yeah. tied up. Yeah. Tied them up. And that's yeah, the number yeah, yeah. one. Kitchen <laughs> is closed. <laughs> tie them up. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like something Trump would say. I don't know. <laughs> as as, like, also, like, as far as, like, the pill, there are consequences. So, like, women get chubby. Yeah, there's the side male effects, one, right? Men you will get chubby, too. Hormonal. You'll feel the same crisis that we go through. And we're getting close. Like, it's going through, like, human testing. Mm -hmm. So, hopefully, within the next, like, few years, we will have, like, a viable pill. Yeah, yeah. But you guys will get the same type of consequences. Maybe it'll make us more empathetic or... I hope so. Yeah, yeah, right? Because then you go through it. And I would do it. I would take it to see. They have a lot of, like, VR stuff where, like... Well, not VR stuff, but where you feel the cramps. Like, simulations. Yeah, Yeah. simulations where you feel the cramps and shit. I've never done it. But I imagine it would be a good experience. (laughs) Like, a good experience to try. Not a good experience to do every month. Hell no. Um, Yeah, and there's so many new ones. Like, Nexplanon. Like, the one where they just put it into you and it lasts three years or whatever. Paragard. Like, yo. I'm done. (laughs) 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 (laugh
technically they're safe, but mm-hmm. like again, safe enough they don't to know. administer and like give yeah. them out yeah. and see yeah. like, all right, let's let's go from there. This is something you are passionate about. So legalizing sex work, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot more in the news recently, and I know that there are some countries where they've done it. I think like obviously Amsterdam is the one everybody thinks of first. What are like the pros of legalizing sex work, and then what would be like arguments that you've heard against it? <clears throat> so from the research that I've done. Because I have like personal experiences with like sex workers. Um, the pro is that you'll have a union, mm-hmm. you'll be safe, mm-hmm. you'll be taken care of, and you'll have a place to work where they'll take care of you as well. But the cons is that society would have to accept it. Mm-hmm. And so we live in a place where being accepted for who you are may not be the best thing, depending where you come from. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Amsterdam. Amsterdam is one of those places that basically protects your sex workers wherever mm-hmm. you work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also kind of like a tax as well that could mm-hmm. be a benefit for the country. Mm-hmm. But again, like as long as like people see as people sex workers as like a deviant mm-hmm. or as a sinner, um, these people will continue to be outsiders and be like a subculture. Mm-hmm. But I think also sex work goes into like dominatrix. Uh, now we have cam models. Uh, we don't just have porn stars. We have people that are making money from their home. Mm-hmm. OnlyFans too. OnlyFans. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's and- a lot about like separating like moral book because mm-hmm. like sex work is has been going on for how long mm-hmm. right and it's mostly of like trying to make pretend like it's not a thing mm-hmm. and making it like an like rosia said like an out, outsider type of thing mm-hmm. yeah and then being like no this is actually something that's going on mm-hmm. it's something we should protect it's something we should legalize just to have like safety for both sides for the women who are working who get like lots of bad experiences because they don't have the support or the protection that they need to have and then also for the other side so that it could be like a more you know safe environment for everybody for sure. if it's going on anyways yeah 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 because yeah if you bring it to the light then it's it's well known it can be regulated it can be protected one that i've seen i don't necessarily agree with it but one big con or, or argument against it that i've seen is that uh it would increase sex trafficking and like the selling of like child trafficking mm-hmm. and what do you say to that i think it's bullshit. um because if you talk to an actual sex worker they'll tell you the reason why i got a traffic or the reason why i got into some sticky situation is because i wasn't protected mm-hmm. right because i didn't have a safe space where i can go and be like i'm her I have rights mm-hmm. legally. If someone were to hurt me, it's illegal. You get arrested so in a lot of different places just for being a prostitute. Mm-hmm. So like, you shouldn't be criminalized if you're trying to make a living, mm-hmm. especially if it's like a decent living and all you're doing is like helping yourself help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of the like misconception is because there's not enough conversation happening with actual sex workers, mm-hmm. asking them about their experiences and what they go through and why they sex work. Mm-hmm. If, a lot of, especially when it comes to women, like if we didn't have pimps, or people that were like actively even this like pornography mm-hmm. like people can sometimes lead to sex work into pornography mm-hmm. just because it's like an easy skip away mm-hmm. i am noticing that when it comes to camming a lot of women feel empowered and it's like their only way of being able to control the situation mm-hmm. but being aware that like just having basic rights yeah. can change someone's whole demographic when it comes to their job straight up straight up yeah and and not feeling like you have to have like rely on a pimp to protect you in case anybody gets mad and beats you over money or something that it's no you are in a regulated place and then so this would kind of segue into something else what is too early to start teaching about sex education because let's say we did legalize all this and now it's like you have stores and storefronts with it obviously kids are going to see it what what is too young to be teaching about sex ed or at what age should we start teaching kids like this kind of stuff that's going on 
I don't know. I feel that in the U.S., because we're such a different country、mm-hmm. in terms of what we see as a PG or PG thirteen.、Mm-hmm. Um, we see violence when we're little,、mm-hmm. so like it's so blatant. Like we see blood, we see action movies. They portray a lot of violence.、Mm-hmm. So I feel that maybe when we're around. That age where it becomes PG is、mm-hmm. when we start talking about it. What was PG usually like? I don't even know how they rank it, but let's 13, say like thirteen, thirteen, ten, thirteen. You start teaching them, which would be like middle school, right? That's、yeah. like seventh, eighth grade, and that's usually when it starts too. But、mm-hmm. even then, it's not as um as it as open as it should be.、Mm-hmm. It's not you're not really teaching them things、mm-hmm. that they're gonna. It's gonna be useful. I know in high school I took like health in my senior year. I could have taken it freshman year, and because I would have been useful for those four years.、Uh-huh. So it's、really、so. Would、weird. you? Would they be like in school? Like you know, this is a profession you could go into. Like you could go become a sex worker one day. Like obviously, you there's an age. Like at what age do you now start saying like? Oh, talk about explaining it. Yeah, explaining yeah. it to kids that you know this is something that people do.、Mm. If it were to ever be legalized. Uh, well, because we gotta properly educate the you know the public about it and stuff like anything else. True. So I recently went to like a kids event and a lot of the kids were eleven,、mm-hmm. and one of the moms spoke to me about how her eleven year old has older siblings,、mm-hmm. and even at eleven they're already talking about the concept of relationships, boyfriend and girlfriend, and I think as long as you're at that age you're cognitive of like what the impact could be about having a relationship,、mm-hmm. why not have the yeah, conversation about、exactly. sex?、Mm-hmm. And also porn is such an easy accessible thing.、Yeah. And a lot、mm. of pornography has a lot of negative effects on women. Oh yeah, and also the male perspective. A lot of males get their experiences of how to perform、mm-hmm. through porn.、Mm-hmm. And if there was a better conversation, I feel like both sexes、mm-hmm. and everything in between will have a better dialogue and experience.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, big facts. That shit reminds me of the. Did you guys see when Ti? Caught a bunch of like、oh, flack because he said that he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter、mm-hmm. and then asked the doctor like if her her hymen or something is still in check.、Mm-hmm. And then yo, that shit that shit was creepy to me, that right? Yeah, that's、crazy. weird. As I had like a conversation with this dude. And he's like, he's the dad. He blah, blah blah. I'm like, yo, but he's not having a conversation with her. He's not openly talking、mm-hmm. to his daughter about it. He's got to you know ask the doctor. If he's asking the doctor, it's because he doesn't know from his daughter. Doesn't、mm-hmm. have that relationship with her, or doesn't well, trust her, or doesn't trust her. Yeah. And then、mm-hmm. I think he even. Said he was like, yeah, I don't, ch- I don't care about my boys. Like, I don't ask them if they're virgins. I don't figure it out. So like, sexist, right? Super、yeah. double standard. But、mm-hmm. yeah, the the sex work thing is interesting, and and it's I, making it more like a technical conversation instead of like a such a sexualized thing.、Mm-hmm. So even if you do talk to kids when they're earlier, like maybe like in the fifth grade or something like that, because I remember once in like the fifth grade some. Uh, one of my classmates like brought a condom in,、mm-hmm. and then he was like playing with it or something at his desk. Was he like blowing into it like a balloon? Thing. Yeah, it <laughs> was a whole big thing. Like the principal had to call him in about what because he was like showing sexual propaganda or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to minors or、yeah. whatever. But like that even started a whole conversation with the whole rest of the class where someone had to come in and be like, "Hey, this was a sexual object." Blah 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 blah.、Mm-hmm. blah. So I think like even at that point or at that time or age, like it's crucial to be like, sex is a scientific thing. Maybe just start scientifically based and yeah, be like,、yeah. this is what happens.、Mm-hmm. And then like, hey, this is also like a, a profession that people do, and like not、mm-hmm. so sexualizing it, but more like. Scientific base, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then once you get older, you start like seeing, oh, this is what fetishes are and kinks,、mm-hmm. like more. 
sexualizing the, mm-hmm. the whole ordeal. And then, okay, so now on the other a- end of the age spectrum, how do you talk to like conservative parents and like get them on board with this? <laughs> so from personal experience, mm-hmm. I spoke to someone who has a daughter and we spoke about like, what would it be like for him if they actually like taught it? It's a matter of if they want to pay for it mm-hmm. because you're, where's your money going to? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a matter of control because it's some people don't feel comfortable of their kids learning it from school. Yeah, yeah. Even though they spend most of the time in their school anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also a matter of like faith and morals. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like even though education is power, mm-hmm. they feel like informing them would be like depraving them of a childhood, even though you're empowering your young human being who will become an adult in the future to have the knowledge to prepare themselves for like what's going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. They rather kind of like control the situation yeah. and it makes them uncomfortable. Like sex in general, what I realized for a lot of conservative is an uncomfortable conversation. A, yeah, yeah. Something they want to keep private. So how would you explain it to like your Latino families? Like, like because obviously if it ever came up, they would be like, no, like that's, that's you know. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. It's <laughs> yeah. no, what do you mean? Sex work. Mm-hmm. And so how would you convince them like you know so every now and then i try and convince my aunt about like marijuana and i think i'm winning i think i've gotten her a lot more open about it so but i don't even know how the hell i, I would like be like the yeah, sex work is cool like the fact <laughs> that people don't see sex workers as human is where you're kind of like gonna disagree on that mm-hmm. because they're gonna see them as subhuman like you're selling yourself sort yeah. of thing mm-hmm. but once well they you- wouldn't even see them as subhuman it would just be like it would always be a moral thing they would always bring it to a moral thing even if you try and turn it technical they would always turn to like it was me like Mm -hmm. yeah that's why you can't even talk to them about that (laughs) you gotta be like well we're gonna get there one day hopefully Mm -hmm. but you just gotta keep an open mind Mm -hmm. um i think it's just like because it's so like the gender role sort of thing people always think of women as being like the sex workers yeah yeah. and once they think of women kind of taking their own power into their own hands and yeah. making their own money it's like no you can't do that, can't do that. but we never think about males like mm-hmm. being sex workers there are male sex workers too yeah like, i honestly did not i was just like shit you're yeah. right like because yeah, when it comes workers. to women it's like i don't want you to to make your own money i don't want you to monetize your body mm-hmm. i don't want you to do that because we can never have control yeah. of our own bodies mm-hmm. but there's also men too you know we mm-hmm. gotta i don't know about the whole conservative thing because they'll never get it mm-hmm. it's just like the, their mind is so close yeah, yeah. but maybe we can yeah. have that conversation about that both people everyone mm-hmm. does it you yeah. know like thinks or thinks about that yeah we have hustlers we have strippers now that mm-hmm. are yeah. cardi b yeah yeah, yeah. she was a sex she worker was a sex worker yeah, yeah, yeah that shit is crazy yeah she and i've seen a like sex worker she was a stripper there's a difference oh okay, do you feel like okay do you feel like there's a difference between a sex worker and a stripper yeah Ooh, that's a you good don't question. have sex if you're a stripper well yeah, yeah, yeah you don't necessarily have to have sex if you're a stripper mm-hmm. but yeah um so a sex worker is someone who has sex right yes like, yeah cool. we're not counting playboy models um but you could also like move people towards the idea of like sex work and it being like a a foreseeable thing and a valid thing by being like well there's so many different and bad things that come with people not searching for sex workers and like going somewhere else and like physically abusing Mm -hmm. people using sites like craigslist where there's no accountability sexual assault like Mm -hmm. those things 
can be not not solved but those things can can be worked through with people who are like consensually giving sex and like offering sex to others instead of people taking it upon themselves and going and doing it to people who do not want that mm-hmm. um so there's also that side of things and mm. and mostly of like hey sex is a thing come on mm-hmm. like <laughs> it happens exactly. you know people it happens too mm-hmm. you've seen people on the streets and if it's their body their yeah, choice yeah, yeah. if they want to do it then and you can't like you don't know people's lives mm-hmm. you don't know what got them to that point mm-hmm. maybe they love it and people can be of service in that way and love it and it's totally valid or maybe they're put into a situation in which that happens and you can't dismiss mm, you like diminish that either Mm. Yeah. Candy, I have a counter question. Yes, because you mentioned like strippers don't have sex, but they're not sex workers. But a dominatrix doesn't have sex with their submissives. But it's considered oh, sexual because you turn people on. But don't, don't <laughs> but that's like sexuality. But strippers, it's more like you can see, but you can't touch them. Depending on your state. <laughs> depending on your state. Literally, yeah. Well, depending on you too. But I, I do you see strippers as sex workers? They don't give sex like they it's just so it's just like visual entertainment the movies, basically them, like, i like the dominatrix point that. because that's true it's like if they mm. they don't have sex either but they would be considered sex workers and when you say like they turn people on like strippers do as well true so that is tough that and is yeah tough. but then that's yeah sort of like question. models i guess like nude models also turn people on mm-hmm that's so what we do what to legalize all, what it. What is sex work? Yeah. What is we sex already work? have sex work. <laughs> Holy shit, that's the argument right there. We already have sex work. Bam. How do you guys feel about the topic of abortion? So remember how I was mentioning that the the sex worker thing is not going to be a thing because people don't like women taking ownership Control of, of their, their body. own. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with abortion. That's yeah, That's why people premise. are like, it's not your body because they don't mm. want us to to think like em- empower ourselves. Mm-hmm. By making that choice by saying yes or no that's why they don't want it to be they don't want us to have the choice to have an abortion or not mm-hmm. they don't even know who this baby is you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. well i have like a personal connection to like abortion and stuff and it's very much of like the woman not being able or not wanting to bring a life into this world and um having that be her own choice and then people being like well no people take it upon themselves to want to have that choice like want an opinion towards that choice mm-hmm. like your family members like no you have to have it blah blah, blah. this means blah, blah blah or the the husband or the boyfriend which is also like controversial like it's half of their baby so should they have an option or or something like that but i don't think people understand how much it goes towards like having a baby and bringing life into this world and then having that like commitment for how many years to take care of that life and Mm -hmm. you maybe not being able to or even like my personal connection is I know someone who was in a very like abusive like domestic relationship and she couldn't see herself bringing a a child into that situation and then knowing that that's gonna happen to that child Mm -hmm. too so she decided to go ahead and and, uh, have the abortion but it's so much so of not like Alex said, like not letting women have ownership of their own body. And it's like, as long as it's inside you, like you should be able to yeah. like decide what the hell goes on with it. And the whole like uh, religious values that go towards it and people saying like, no, it's a life if there's one cell and blah, blah, blah. And then there's a scientific con- like um, counterattack that's like, no, at this amount of uh, 
months is when it starts feeling and it has a blah 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 which is a whole bunch of stuff but it's it comes down to the point of like if you're not gonna help raise a child then like shut up and that's what i said i was like yo all these people that are out there protesting and all this like let's say she didn't have the abortion and she had the baby and like not are a single person would pay her bills no. they would not help at all they would not say shit exactly let's see, you have anything? Yeah. um i think it also goes down to perspective how society perceives women right mm-hmm. we're seen as vessels we're seen at, when we're young mm-hmm. we're seen as saints and virginal like mm-hmm. and then when we grow as women Women were seen as sexualized mm-hmm. and then nobody really talks about like what a menstruation is they don't really talk about like with the process of pregnancy i think also when it comes to men it's kind of like i can only imagine for a guy's perspective of being feeling like well that's also my child mm-hmm. but i think also from a woman's perspective a lot of these legislators that make these laws regarding abortion are men mm-hmm. they're not women mm-hmm. so you don't know any of what this woman the decision to make an abortion what's it like to have an abortion like i had an experience where i had a nurse and i was at a doctor's appointment and she chatted with me and we just started talking about her profession and she worked at an abortion clinic and she explained to me the process of a woman uh different stages of different abortions and one story that stayed with me was the impact of having a late abortion and how this woman uh she, i believe she was also a sex worker she had a late-term abortion mm-hmm. and what her body went through and emotion what she went through no one chooses like it's a choice to have an abortion mm-hmm. but i doubt that a woman wants to go through that experience yeah. right mm-hmm. it's a very mm-hmm. difficult decision mm-hmm. and a decision that takes uh to do with your income uh, your significant other and if you're emotionally capable i agree with your wife's perspective of like being careful about like how you bring a child into this world mm-hmm. and if you're ready to raise that child mm-hmm. rather than like neglect it um and i also think like if you're going to talk about abortion or women's rights in general when it comes to the body parts you need to have a woman in the room mm-hmm. you cannot have older men who never gone yeah. to the pro- even having a period mm-hmm. when you even after you give birth there's a whole body change as well mm-hmm. and so i think more women need to be involved in politics and allow mm-hmm. and i think the perspective when it comes to women and her career mm-hmm. and what she wants to do with her life like not every woman wants to have kids mm-hmm. some women just want to stay single mm-hmm. and you should have the choice mm-hmm. to do as you please with your life your career and your path mm-hmm. Have you guys run into any, like, I'm surprised there's a lot of pro-life women out there who are, like, very conservative and, like, they're, like, there's this one woman I saw some, like, a mini documentary on her and she, like, fights Planned Parenthood all the time. Like, she really wants to get Planned Parenthood defunded and shut down. She's super pro-life. She's, she claims that she's, like, the true feminist because that she's the one fighting for, you know, like, young women's lives and, like, these women that are yeah. being aborted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, and which brings me up to this point. There's a, a woman named Christy Edwards. She is the founder of Writer. So imagine Tinder, but it's all only for conservative people. Say what? Oh, so, yeah. It's literally it's like a conservative So she did this interview and I saw it on Facebook. And she said that her app is for real women and you can't be feminist and feminine at the same time. So okay. if, if you are feminine, there's no what? way you're a feminist. Yeah, definitely look this woman up. And she was, and then her reasoning was, you know, uh, I I talk to Navy SEALs all the time and these are huge men and I can never keep up with them. The idea of equality- And they're super feminine this. too. <laughs> so what do you say to, to women that, because there's also a surprising amount, there's a huge statistic. I gotta look this up, somebody told me it. But um, of women that say that they don't need feminism. What do you say to women like that? <laughs> Wait. 
that's kind of funny but <laughs> there's women there's a big percentage no yeah i got you because i think about that all the time i'm like you know what maybe i do want to stay home maybe i don't want to do <laughs> shit do and not want work sugar daddy <laughs> yeah because you know what it is i think this is gonna get really crazy but karl marx actually wrote about that in the communist manifesto mm. <laughs> he said that like so yeah I'm so <laughs> and she, he said that like women that are fighting for the right to to say equal pay or to work mm. it's like even when you think about the like the five day week work week <laughs> it's still a lot like nobody wants to work you know five what i mean days, yeah. so I'm it's like, like yo, when, when we're fighting i want to work too why, why do you want to work you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> so i guess that's why i always think about that but i don't think about it in like an anti-feminist thing mm -hmm. i think about it more in like why are we working so hard for it? Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Type but, so what you say to, to women yeah. that are like we don't need feminism like they romanticized that role that they supposedly had before of like not working and like we're weak and fragile and blah 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 like that's nice yeah I would love <laughs> to be taken care of for and not work and blah blah but it's also overlooking the fact that they didn't have lives mm -hmm. <laughs> they basically were like maids of the house mm. and like you couldn't have any hobbies well, you, yeah, or anything you, but you talk to these women and they're like yeah that's the way yeah, that it should be which is like that, that's what they don't get about right? feminism it's like feminism is like okay sweetie if you want to be a housewife go ahead mm -hmm. we go you don't have to do what the rest <laughs> of us are doing the thing that feminism is is we want the option not choice, to do that choice. the choice and these are people that are that. always like we are freedom of choice freedom exactly. of everything like, and it's like up until certain things that don't benefit you, like the agenda you have which is so stupid mm -hmm. but like yeah, definitely look up this woman, Christy yeah. Edwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Nobody bad. wants to work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work. So, have you guys ever heard of Gloria Stein? No. Lori Stein yeah. knows that. So she's the founding, one of the founding women when it comes to this feminine revolution of the 70s, right? Mm -hmm. So she traveled around the United States during the 70s for civil rights and feminism. Mm -hmm. And I read her autobiography like years ago, but like one particular, the opening of her book literally is her thinking the gentleman doctor that performed her abortion like literally she had an abortion right before she started the movement mm. because she felt like it wasn't her path to be a mom mm -hmm. and through her journey of empowering women it's like kendi says like giving the option i have a problem that femininity means submissiveness mm -hmm. like the fact that society correlates feminism with submissiveness is such a problem like i grew up with the group of women in my life and they're all fierce and empowering women and yes i saw them take certain submissive roles but with like my generation they wanted us to feel empowered and to have the choice of being whatever woman we wanted to be mm -hmm. and so like for me when it comes to feminism it's just the right to be empowered and strong yeah. it's not like necessarily like i'm a housewife or i work you can work like there's so many women have so many different layers mm -hmm. and i think that's a problem with society you don't really explore women's layers so you think we're one-sided mm -hmm. we're, we're not just capable of giving birth we're capable of so much different stuff mm -hmm. and like i can see Amen. it from her point because like there's a lot of there the extremities are on both sides like there's a lot of women who are like super feminist and then like i hate men and we should do this mm -hmm. and blah 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 and like going to a further point where it's just like that that's the other extreme where we shouldn't get to mm -hmm. that point mm -hmm. um so i think that's why we're we tried to combat too and we have men on not our me. podcast <laughs> not you i hate men no we joke about it but, but we hate we, them sometimes we always talk about like how men don't have like 
are able to share their feelings mm-hmm. and how like different things they also go through and it's it's also about that balance of yeah we're for feminine feminism and feminine rights and stuff like that but it's also like having men on the other side too and be like you guys also need rights it's mm-hmm. more of like human rights human rights yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. we yeah. just focus on on feminism because it, obviously we're because you're women we're three yeah. women yeah, yeah. and we that's we also bonded and that's how we started because we're like well fuck we go through all this shit yeah, and we don't talk it. about it we <laughs> yeah. never talk about it amongst amongst each other and that's how you divide and that's how for sure yeah that leads me to have you guys heard of trans exclusionary radical feminist turfs Puente. What? So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> turfs. so they are the feminists they're mm-hmm. still feminists but they say that trans so men that trans transition to become women don't count. they don't count they're not included oh in my the, god in the, because they're not that's actually where, women that's where genders gender is so broad it's Ew. so like crazy mm-hmm. when we think about it because a, a lot of people are like in between mm-hmm. so let me give you an example of what they get upset about stuff like uh caitlin jenner won the woman of the year award they were like what the hell she was like you're telling me that you couldn't select an actual woman mm-hmm. like you had to select a man who became a woman and they see it as men taking over some another like thing from women space. yeah yeah i see why they would be upset about caitlin because like she shouldn't have won that award only because <laughs> of the human being that she is mm-hmm. um but like if again it should be like human rights and like it I can see why some women would be terrified of men coming into our space, but if you're a trans person, mm-hmm. a trans individual, and you identify as a woman, there you go. That's it. That's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. You're a woman. Yeah. That's it. They gave the cover to a you woman. You don't need a certain body part to be a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. that's how you that's identify not, yeah. and mm-hmm. like present yourself and want to help that specific type of woman, then go ahead. But the exclusive part is so dumb like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they really be like nah y'all are not down with the movement like so do you guys think this is controversial because i just had this thought mm-hmm. um should trans education be a part of sex education in schools because i feel like the more knowledge you have about the trans experience the more you aware about these people going through their process how expensive it is what it does to the body mm-hmm. and it's not just a choice it's literally they're allowing themselves to be them true selves. Mm-hmm. So like I have family, family members that are non-binary mm-hmm. and they identify as queer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm empathetic to the cause. I've met trans women. I've met all types of different women. But because I listen to their stories and I see what they go through, how can you not sympathize, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of conservatives are think of trans people as one-sided, but there's so many layers to it. And I feel like if you invest in the education of they're part of society, they're part of culture. I mean, it's okay for you to celebrate drag kings and drag queens, mm-hmm. but how is it not okay to celebrate trans? Mm-hmm. It, they're under similar umbrellas, but they're also people. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to especially a trans woman, I think they're also part of this feminist movement because mm-hmm. you are a woman mm-hmm. and you deserve to be treated as such, especially if you identify as such. Mm. It's it's crazy because it created a divide within the feminist movement where it's mm-hmm. like now, no, we don't want to include them in there. And it just creates all this infighting because people that are, are sympathetic to trans rights are like, mm-hmm. well, what the hell? But it's, it's just like. I feel like somebody's trying to like cause separation and division. They're like, how can we do this? And they like yeah. put out memes out there and shit that just yeah. create division. Like, God damn, everything is so divisive now and it sucks because there's infighting between everything. There's even like infighting between like, obviously all Democrats want to take out Trump, but there's like a huge divide in how you do it. And it, it's, you know, it's just a lot of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of fucking fighting. Yeah. I get into too get many like- Twitter fights all the time. I hate it. <laughs> 
I hated this one dude, this one fucking Trump supporter who I was trying to talk to. I it, the conversation actually started about marijuana because mm-hmm. I always try and convince people that marijuana <laughs> is cool. That's what I try. I'm just like, if there's anything I can provide to the world, let me try and get a few people just more open to the idea. Because I've smoked and I'm just like, yo, we would be also fucking mellow. (laughs) And it's just like to people that have never done it but have, you know, uh, pre assumptions Mm. of it, I'm like, yo, just open your mind a little bit, a little bit, just be a little open to it. But, anyways, this dude essentially was like, it somehow got into how we have to be an abstinent society. That's the only way oh that we can gosh. fully, he wants Planned Parenthood gone. He wants that shit gone. Cause I was what? like, yo, you know, they provide uh, blood work for low income women. Mm-hmm. They provide like mammograms and stuff for early detection of breast cancer. There's a lot of services people don't mm-hmm. associate Planned Parenthood yeah. with because they just are so stuck on the abortion shit where I'm like, what do you, how do you defund a whole thing that provides so many services? But anyways, yeah, like, have you have you guys encountered, how do you talk to people that don't agree with, like, your beliefs? Like, how, how do you guys handle that? I have it in my family. Yeah. My mom. How do you handle Thanksgiving it? is a trip. Oh, oh what do you think Thanksgiving is like? <laughs> uh, so, I actually have even, like, family members that are brown that mm-hmm. voted for Trump. Mm. So, for me, it's like, I can't isolate you. We yeah. share the same blood. Yeah. You, we come from the same group of people. Mm-hmm. So, like, regardless of your perspective, you still have a perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And I found that after having conversations, even though they're uncomfortable, they have a better understanding. Mm-hmm. I had one experience with one particular person, and they were like, we believe the same things, just very differently about how we go about it. Mm-hmm. And it made him understand my generation more, my rights as a woman more. Mm-hmm. And this person has, like, children. And it's like, uh, I think a lot of things will have to do with the conservatism has to do with, like, it being revered as like the ideal way to live mm-hmm. instead of realizing we we're such mixed people and the people think differently and how they choose to have a family or how they choose to live their life is so different and kind of embracing that notion is fearful mm-hmm. like for me if you don't talk about sex and you avoid it you think abstinence is an actual thing you're avoiding the problem because mm-hmm. regardless that person's gonna grow up and be an adult yeah. and you don't have control of their body 24 uh-huh. 7 and if you're okay with them watching porn then you should be okay with them having sex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, how do you how do you talk to people that don't that don't agree with you? Yo, my family hates me. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that, right? I I'm very outspoken when it comes to like Thanksgiving and stuff like that, and that's probably like the only times I ever see them my family because that's how much we disagree. Damn. <laughs> so that's why I'm like so thankful for a space like this where I can express myself and mm-hmm. like talk about stuff like sex and all of that because like when you come from a very conservative family like i empathize with them because i know that sometimes people are just not um like they weren't open enough for mm-hmm. or they weren't exposed to those ideas mm-hmm. um like other people were yeah. so that's why it's so hard to talk to them about this stuff and i try to avoid it as much as possible when people are like disrespecting mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. let's say like me or people that i care about it's like i have to say something of i course. can't just sit there and take it you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just like like what the fuck like who are you sort of thing <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's still like that's family and i'll always like care about them of course but it's really hard it's hard to be from like a a family where people have different ideas Mm because there's always gonna they're always gonna talk about it at thanksgiving yeah yeah it's always (laughs) gonna come up there's no way to avoid it like you said (laughs) you can't avoid it Mm. as a female they ask you like are you married are you gonna have kids and what's your plan and it always has to do with like your what's birth your plan? Yeah, like yeah, what's yeah. your ovaries That's, doing it's, it's around that, <laughs> <laughs> it's around that. <laughs> yeah. what about you candy how do you talk to people that disagree with or uh, don't believe the things that you do i think the biggest thing is like emphasizing talk mm-hmm. um 
it's really frustrating to see people like take that side and have those opinions but it's also like okay you can't just like also be that person who's like okay well you're wrong and that's it like Mm -hmm. not have those conversations so it's very important to like not be so defensive and mad and be like how the fuck do you not believe the same things that i do Mm because if we're both doing that on both sides Mm -hmm. nothing's gonna work so what i try to do is like it's hard to be vulnerable but you kind of have to be vulnerable and like be that face of that problem or that issue that you're very passionate about so Mm -hmm. like i have these conversations with people where it's like who don't believe like immigrant rights Mm. or like dreamers Mm. or stuff like that Mm. and i'm like okay Mm. well that's me like you're tell me to my face that you don't think that i value enough to be here Mm. that my experience of crossing the border is not good enough to be like a citizen here Mm. or my family or anything like that or Mm. any any situation that i think or like female wise like i have this um boy tell me to my face like no women are lesser than men uh, and then i was just like what you're telling fuck? yeah to my <laughs> face yeah, like, like, <laughs> let's put gender and everything aside like the internet he was being very like sly about it he wouldn't be in this earth if it wasn't for a dude yo what a weird i suspected the sexism like undertones and i was like this asshole really doesn't think so i was like outright like please tell me to my face in my eyes like me in the eyes and tell me that and he did and then i was like you're just a shit human then (laughs) like i don't know how you can what's a deal breaker for you three when it comes to dating like what is something that where if you disagree you're like yo this is not gonna work uh that's a good question (laughs) so for me it's like complicated Mm -hmm. because i've been around so many non-binary people and queer people that even like my appearance is very like perplexing to people Mm -hmm. so when it comes to like straight men like you really have to like me because the way that I think, the way that I dress is kind of gender neutral sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll wear lipstick, but I'll wear sweatpants with my lipstick. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have a shaved head. And so you really have to be into it, right? <laughs> you really gotta be with the gays and the queers. Right. <laughs> and I'm surrounded by them all the time because that's yeah, where yeah. I find comfort. As a woman, we find comfort in a lot of queer communities because we feel like our experience is validated, right? Yeah, yeah. We're both, like we're subcultures. Mm-hmm. Um, but for dating, I have them listen to the podcast because we've done episodes <laughs> about all these little topics. Uh, and I'm like, standard. Like, literally you listen to this, and if you're okay with this, okay, we can date. <laughs> on my hinge. It's like, yes, link to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out first before you come in any conversation. And if you're okay with it, then we can talk. <laughs> Especially when it comes to women and sex. Mm-hmm. So, like, being talking about it and finding a guy that's like, okay, that doesn't mean you can send me a dick pic. That doesn't mean that you can talk about like kinky shit like off the first conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Still you, have some respect, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> I want to sexualize yeah. so bad. <laughs> but all right, so what do you think, Alex? What is something where if they disagree with you on it, or one day they said some shit like that, you'd be like, "What you said? What?" I don't know. I don't know if it's something specific, but I just think like if you're not open to to whatever we talk about like on the podcast um then i don't know if i could connect with you Mm -hmm. you know that's where i kind of draw the line i'm not really specific to what they're well obviously politics is like yeah, could you Sorry, could you like, could you date a Trump supporter? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Right, but let's say that's like obvious. Let, right, let's say you don't find out they're a Trump supporter until a couple but days ask, or whatever. Oh, you would but bring you it can up. tell. Yeah. You, you can tell. You, you can tell. You can tell. I've met people where I'm like, damn, you're really a Trump supporter, and 
it, I don't know if you could always tell. Like, you know, obviously we have characters in our head, but people vote for people for different mm-hmm. reasons. And what if you didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't come up until like date three and you mm-hmm. already are feeling them. We're pretty bold. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, that shit is coming up somehow in the first it, song. It will I come think up. so, yeah. It definitely will come up. So. We're not going to tiptoe around not something. Tip-toe around it. Damn. Yeah. So, Especially nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have all these talks on the first date. Like, what, what, what are first dates for, like, for each of you? <laughs> Interesting because we all date different people. Mm. So it's different for each of us. Mm-hmm. How, uh, who wants to start? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> Like type wise, first date, what's going on? second date, you meet each other like at a restaurant or something like that. Be queer, so no restaurant, no nothing. Uh, Although I've been there, been we're there. going straight to the alley. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if I like how you eat it, coming to the next level. I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the person. Um. I think when it comes to that like subject, um, like I like to pick twenty one questions. Yeah, yeah, I heard that in the last episode. <laughs> so yeah. like, just because I get a good sense of who you are, mm-hmm. um, I also look up like psychology like tests that you can do on people to find out their personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just me. <laughs> um, Yo, so she's such like a <laughs> anybody on a first date with you is going through tests, but they don't know about it. But they it. don't know. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, I mean, she has like you notes. always have to test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how long do you guys talk to the person before you meet up with them? Because I talk to them for a good. Amount that's a good of time. question. It depends on the person, even when it comes to like sex, it depends on the experience of the person. Because I feel like there's different seasons for different people. Mm -hmm. You have different mojo with different people. Sometimes you feel super comfortable with certain aspects of certain people. Um, For me now at the point of my life too, also, is uh, because I'm older, I'm looking for like intimacy. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. wait a little longer. Mm. And you all like online dating like you're all cool with it no love hate relationship you Everybody's like cool fucked around with her profile yeah, yeah. One of the let me tell you her shit was her shit was so bad we had to like pimp it up we upgraded it <laughs> she got more dates <laughs> oh my god so everybody's cool with online dating it's kind of funny though how like Rocio, she in our podcast, she usually does like the research and like the more like psychological things, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how she dates apparently. That's how you date as well. Um, but- and and me, I do like more like story based stuff. Ooh, and that's how I am at, at dates. I'm like, okay, so like, where are you from? Like more stories, like, what did you do when you were eight? And mm-hmm. and that's kind of how you find that's out, how you if, out. Yeah, just talking, just how talking. people are. Uh-huh. <laughs> how do you do it, Alex? Because she's our music girl. So how do you do? It? Mm-hmm. Oh, playlist? Um, I make them a playlist. <laughs> no, I usually, like I said, I kind of take my time when I don't really date like that. But when I do want to like meet up with a person, I kind of have to talk to them a little bit before because I don't want to meet up with them and then I have a bad time and I have to call my friend, like, come pick me up. <laughs> I kind of have to be like, what are you into? What what kind of hobbies do you have? So how I long like do you talk do for this. usually? How, how long? I would say like. Like a week? Yeah, no, no, a little bit like two, three. Ooh, that's like long. That. Two, three days. I take my time. That's a good point. Mm. Because you want to, you don't want to just like go meet them in person. But you also have to Facetime them because you don't want to catfish either. Oh my gosh, she Facetime. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I Yeah, you Facetime. I Facetime. I don't even Facetime my best friends. Like I can't. Wait, you don't do that, Kelly? I do that. I do that. I Facetime them. You have to meet up with them. That's amazing. So for anyone who doesn't know, which is 
is probably everybody, but me and my wife, we actually met through OKCupid. And oh, yeah, I love we, that. We I OK love Cupid. that. And yeah. now I'm thinking if she had asked me to FaceTime before, how weird it would have been. So I have a dick pic story that happened recently. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I've been on him for a minute. And um Hinge got all the ads in the subway right now. Yes. So um this guy was like, Do you like pictures or whatever? I was like, cool, let's see where this is going. Oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> you know where it's going. <laughs> he ain't sending pictures of his like dog or his turtle. His grandma. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I was like, I gave him an example. I was like, let's see. Uh I like an funny example. ones. I was like, I like Zach and Lackett, um, Jonah Hill, that type of dick Aww. pic vibe. That type of nude. And <laughs> I gave him an example. So like that, super bad. Jokes? Like, like a really funny one. I'm like, get creative with I was like, get creative. Like, use a plant. Like, use some type of object. Dick pic by the sea. Literally. Go to the beach. <laughs> so he sent me like a regular dick pic i'm like that's not what i wanted <laughs> and he was like disappointed he's like but what like he what else do you want to shame me screen. literally he was like you just like how can you judge me i thought i was like how am i judging you why well, I, I am judging over your dick pic but i'm like i was very specific he ended up feeling like very like Damn, you put me down. I'm like, dude, no one told you to send you, like a dick pic. You offered it. I was like, mm. I gave you an example mm. of what it was. I gave you directions. Mm. 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 <laughs> see, see right there though, he showed he showed the vulnerability of men because when uh, I yeah, think but, about oh dick pics, no, hey, hey, no, 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 there is still like the paranoia and the self-esteem. Yo, so I am not a fan of dick pics. They are just, it's strange no, to me. Like I still, even though everything is digital and online now, I still try and be like, all right, well, what would this be the equivalence of to in real life? And yeah. it would literally be the equivalence of just whooping out your dick in public. And yeah. like, nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. would be cool yeah. with that. So nobody no, should be cool no, with dick no. pics. Especially like unasked for ones when you just send them off, you just fire them without the girl asking. <laughs> Yo, that shit is horrible. Just for as long as you're not sending it without them like not wanting it. Yeah. Because I had to block a lot of people for if sending unwanted it. dick pics. Do not do that. You think they that. were drunk? You think they were drunk or something? No, I don't give a oh, shit if you're drunk or not. <laughs> you do not do that. I don't want to see I your penis. a lot of the time, and I don't send pictures of It's not hard. We just spiraled into dick pics. Yeah, somehow. Yo, but I love this because this is what I imagine that you three talk about when, yeah. you, get into, <laughs> when you guys are having your cheeky chats. And I, I feel like this is the pure essence of the show. And it's dope. That's what I like to get. I like to Aww. just see what everybody else is about. How do y'all feel about plus size models? Because oh. so recently, let me give some backstory on this. Recently, I was listening to a podcast and the podcast was discussing how i don't know what her name is but some like lady went on tv she went on the news and she was she was saying that she was concerned about lizzo she, you know she's like lizzo you know is at, at a higher risk of a, of uh diabetes and you know all the things that they say like high blood pressure mm -hmm. for the, when they say that you are uh overweight so she was showing concern the two podcast hosts were like 
how dare she? Like, you know, how how could a, a white woman be trying to control a black woman's body and all this? And she was saying like, you know, I'm really, they were upset. They were genuinely upset about these comments and stuff. How do you guys feel about plus size models? And because I, I see both sides of it, you know? So mm -hmm. let me, I just want to start with you guys first. Um, For me, like the what I took from that experience from that uh, event that happened was one, the conversation about sizes. The average American woman is a size 14. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not okay when it comes to fashion that depending on if you can afford it or not, your size is available. And two, um, that particular person was like a trainer. She's on. She's from a show called like uh, Biggest, the Biggest Loser. Loser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had. She actually was overweight growing up. Mm. So she made the situation personal. Mm -hmm. She basically related to Lizzo when she was an adolescent being overweight and mm -hmm. how it was unhealthy for her. Mm -hmm. Now, I think the question is, uh, in that situation, it's like, why are women criticizing other women? Some of the biggest critics of women are women mm -hmm. and how we are really hard on each other. And especially when it comes to like our fashion, the way we look, the way we present ourselves. Um, I think it opened up the platform for a lot of people to talk about, uh, not necessarily the important part, which is about like what you should and should not eat, but they also kind of dehumanize like Lizzo when it comes to her physical sense. Like this is an artist, mm -hmm. her voice comes first, mm -hmm. not her body. Mm -hmm. and she relates to a lot of women again a lot of women are an average size 14 mm -hmm. and lizzo's wearing a lot of fashions high-end fashions a lot of these designers did not create originally fashions for women her size but because now she's famous and she's basically monetizing her own body mm -hmm. she's able to open up the platform for more women to actually be able to find their size in a store mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and like i was this is always going to come back to the original thing i said is when we empower ourselves through whatever form of media mm -hmm. yeah. it's like no don't do that because there's so many overweight men in media mm -hmm. that we don't really say anything about it you yeah know? yeah it's like why all of a sudden lizzo she's overweight don't francisco don't francisco is pretty overweight yeah, right even though, i didn't even notice that because <laughs> i have internalized that too yeah no i was and just thinking like, i was like that guy's kind of fat but yeah it's but no been one normal talks about it. like nobody talks about it like mm -hmm. fat shaming is so horrible mm -hmm. like why mm -hmm. are you i mean it's even in just living in this country it's like we don't have healthy options. It's not easy to be like thin it's not, here. It's not cheap to. What to, do you want? Like, what yeah. do you want us to do? <laughs> mm -hmm. For sure. And then this gets into like more of like the freedom of speech angle. And how do you guys feel about cancel culture? I'm not about it. <laughs> no, not about <laughs> it. Not about it. Especially because like I watch a lot of stand up, mm -hmm. and a lot of stand ups feel like their voice is being infringed on, especially mm -hmm. women. Mm -hmm. um, no, I don't think you should cancel anyone. I think people, if you start a conversation and get to know why they have their perspective you can disagree to agree mm -hmm. yeah like my gener like Ooh. i'm from a generation where like i saw democrats and republicans like work together to mm -hmm. make it happen and mm -hmm. work mm -hmm. and i don't know why but the last like century or last like 10 years like it's been a, a um basically correlating um kind of like hate and like disagreeing mm -hmm. and it's not about like hate like just because mm -hmm. this person may not understand you doesn't mean this person's less than an individual and their perspective is invalid mm -hmm. like my first amendment even i don't agree with trump supporters or people that think that uh women should be empowered your perspective still matters mm -hmm. because you you're born you're valid you're a person mm -hmm. but it's also like a lot of cancel culture has like stems from yes. people being mm -hmm. accountable for their actions so it's True. not really much of like i don't agree with you blah blah, blah. like let's cancel you it's more of like oh now we're taking these people who have these platforms and being like you have to be accountable for what you say mm -hmm. for what you do we can't overlook the fact that you're an entertainer or singer mm -hmm. or something like that you're still a person and if you do bad things you should be mm -hmm. accountable and we should 
the whole discussion of like an artist and their artistry and separating that from like the person that they are mm-hmm. so like bill cosby yeah exactly mm-hmm. like cancel culture has canceled him basically mm-hmm. and that was a good thing because he yeah. sexually assaulted and raped and drugged mm-hmm. a bunch of women which mm-hmm. in another uh let's say like decade or something people would overlook and be mm-hmm. like well no that's bill Cosby. Yeah. we can't touch him mm-hmm. he is like an icon we can't go through that mm-hmm. so i think cancel culture again if you don't take it too far is mm-hmm. good yeah. because you are like saying hey you're this important person mm-hmm. and you gotta be kept in check then we can't mm-hmm. just overlook these horrible things yeah mm-hmm. so to play devil devil's advocate to it i think the problem that is that once you start saying okay what is considered bad like mm. what is considered bad and i've always said the people that have gotten canceled like successfully canceled is because they did something illegal but then you think about all right they tried to cancel dave Chappelle, like that was pretty recent and mm-hmm. should you cancel he didn't do technically bad things in uh legal sense but he did he said things that did upset a certain community they tried to cancel him for it i don't think it worked i will say this i read an article where they were like well dave Chappelle wanted to get canceled and by not canceling him we didn't give him what he wanted so we won and it was like come on just just take the l <laughs> like dave Chappelle just didn't get canceled that's what it was he's his strong his fan base was like no we yeah. do not like he's been doing this type of stuff for whatever or whatever reasoning they gave it so you're talking about his last special right yeah yeah which was the big controversy one and so that's when you know people that are pro like uh freedom of speech or whatever Mm -hmm. and because i agree with you people do have to be held accountable but i think what they're scared of is that once you draw the line and you start pushing the line more and more like eventually there will be a point where they start limiting free speech in Mm -hmm. in a sense where it's it's not um you know for people that are trying to take down people in power so like you know because progressives are always they're fighting for the people so they're always trying to fight against like the establishments and stuff like that once they start start censoring so like you know facebook censoring independent journalists and stuff mm-hmm. like that's what they're afraid of of like once you draw that line it's really easy for somebody to move it in their benefit i think it also has to do with like the there's no balance between people that are gonna hurt and not hurt Mm-hmm. I feel like if there was an equal balance, which I don't think will ever happen, it, the it wouldn't be there wouldn't be so much cancel culture. Mm-hmm. If you got a 50-50 both perspective, mm-hmm. it'd be better. Um, I also think I actually watched that special several times mm-hmm. because I'm a fan of his and I wanted to like break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I was squinting when he referred to the trans joke. But if you watch the special as a whole, you get his whole point of the special, which is basically talking about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And that within and of itself was mm-hmm. controversial. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I glad he raised the like the question in his special and he chose to because who else is gonna do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um I'm glad he has a platform to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a female listener, my perspective is unique. Mm-hmm. Uh I wonder what it would make a trans person feel like. Mm-hmm. I've also heard queer people not feel offended by it. Just mm-hmm. actually thank you for involving us in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also depends on how old you are when you say the shit that you say, mm-hmm. you know, because some people are like 12 year old trolls yeah. and we can forgive that. But if you're like 24 and you're saying. So how do you feel about like, like the, before that it was the Kevin Hart one where they dug up old tweets of him saying like <laughs> they say homophobic things. And then so now people are like, well, why am I getting why are people getting in trouble now for things that they said, you know, decades ago or whatever? How do you feel about that? Because they're grown. You well, know, yeah. So because the counter argument is always, of, well, you know, my ideas changed. I don't think like that. That's how I was yeah, when I was fair whatever. Enough, but even then, it's, it's like I said before, like the internet, the internet has made people so brave to say stuff that mm-hmm. they say 
and if, if he said that in person you know nobody would let that happen like let that go mm-hmm. so it's just i don't know who exactly got, got canceled who like who Who's has been successfully who has canceled? been successfully canceled? Uh, jared the guy from subway oh yeah but he did Whoa, something illegal wait yeah. he was like a pedophile See, that's not, it, it makes sense <laughs> yeah, like yeah. obviously we need to r stop kelly messing up. r kelly, r. kelly. And they, they got, sure. that's they got some, people this, have canceled some people are like they yeah, they went to prison no R. Kelly, is he's he in, in the process. He's in he's jail. In the process, yeah, right? so we yeah. don't even need to cancel it because he's already in prison. You he know? still has supporters though that are funding yeah. his bank account, which is crazy. His Spotify like numbers went up and shit after Y'all, all that. Crazy. It was pretty crazy. And I mean, I believe I could fly was like the graduation song. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. And like every kid knew that it song. Really was. We got to just do the remix now, replace it with somebody else. Yeah, cancel culture is tough because I do see where it could get to a point where yeah. like, fuck, they're now censoring people, progressive people that are trying to fight for like things that will help the people. And yeah, and and like, all right, my biggest example, like they tried to cancel Kanye. I think I, I'm a, I was a big fan of Kanye growing up. Like Kanye mm-hmm. is the soundtrack to like my 20s and all that shit. But now I don't fuck with him really because his music is kind of whack and he's on some weird like evangelical Christian shit. And like, <laughs> I don't, I just don't fuck with him. But at the same time, I can't deny that he exists. I know he exists and that he is now his supporter base is somewhere else. I don't try and cancel him. I just don't listen to him, man. That's your choice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Choose yeah, where yeah. your money goes uh, exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm just that's like, what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Money. But there are people on Twitter that are like, I'm going to get you fucking, you are going to be done. Oh I will never God. let you perform yeah. again. And it's like, oh yo, I don't think you can cancel Kanye. Like he will he, always have so a strong big. support base always. And I hope one day he wakes up and he's like, what the fuck was I doing? Because this <laughs> Christian evangelical face is really yeah. shitty, man. The music is bad. He makes bad decisions. He's out there repping Trump. And it's just like saying wild shit about black people. So can't fuck with you right now, Kanye, but hopefully you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully he gets out. Wake Damn. up your third eye. Yeah. How do y'all feel about, because when I grew up, it was like the unwritten rule that Latinos got the pass to say the N-word. Oh, oh. Like, So like, it was normal. Like, and so I used to rap. I used to be in a rap group and I said the N-word plenty of times. Yeah, I can drop bars any time. Hell yeah. Yo, me and my homie Tommy, shout out my homie. Uh, <laughs> he did all the engineering and stuff. We opened up for Kesha actually. In 2015, yeah, yeah. we won our spring. We won the battle of bands that let us do spring concert, and we opened up for a thousand people. But yeah, yo, growing up, the N word was cool with me because I was Dominican, like so I was allowed to say it. Now I think, have you guys ever seen uh? the hell is this show show called the 40 year old virgin yes yeah so she was caught on camera like singing along to lyrics and she dropped the n-word and it was a big controversy so mm-hmm. how do you feel about the n-word and latinos using it i had a recent experience like i feel like you're conjuring up like shit that's happened um <laughs> um so i have a new friend and he was raised in the south and he happens to be african-american he went to also a predominantly black college he's very uh away aware of uh the roots of racism because of where he grew up mm-hmm. like this is the type of guy that on martha Luther king day he like volunteers because it's a day of service for him mm-hmm. um and so i brought i literally slipped out i said the n-word during a conversation mm-hmm. is that something that you normally say in your vocabulary because i know for new yorkers yeah. it's also different yeah like for that's me- what some another podcast guest told me he's like you know Hispanics in other parts of the country are not like that. Like, this is a New York thing. It's very New York thing, yeah. I, it's a New York thing. I don't normally use it. I think it was after a couple of glasses of wine that it slipped out. Mm. Not that it justifies mm. that at all. 
Um, and I use it with the A at the end, not with the ER. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is what I always thought the mentality was. That is, if you were Latino, you could say it with the A-S at the end. And it was cool. It meant homie. And that was it. I actually even said it to black people. And like, not mm-hmm. a, they didn't flinch. That was it. But now it's like, all right, nobody should say it. He broke it down to me. He's like, you don't know what the experience is like. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's a culture thing. But that what it meant for him and seeing the pain in his face when I said it. Mm-hmm. And him squinting. I was like, oh, perhaps I should really. Not that I'm not aware of the history behind it. Because I am. Yeah. But to just be aware that certain people find it offensive and acknowledge it, mm-hmm. it would be. And if it feels for him, like it made it personal, because I'm like, imagine if someone called me a spick, I wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Or if there was like an A-N at the end of spick, would I use it? Mm-hmm. Would I want someone to use it? No. Mm-hmm. So it really made me think of, deeply about the use of the word. Mm-hmm. But in all my life, no one's really challenged me on that. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that that actually happened because it makes me kind of reassess how I'm communicating with other people so that I don't isolate people. So I don't feel like I'm being the ignorant person. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alex. I don't, I've never really like said that word in my life. I feel like people around me have though, mm-hmm. cause my brother Latinos. kind of grew up with that. Yeah. And he still says it. And, and you know, I don't want to be the person to police people and their vocabulary. What about but the R really, word? You use oh, the like R word? N-E-R? No. No, 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 no. no. I said, like retarded. Nope. The R it word. It kind of slips out of my mouth sometimes. It I slips into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's. I don't. That was another one that know. growing up was just like thrown around mm-hmm. like nothing and like. Also stupid. Is stupid considered like, a bad word? Like not bad, but like I don't know if it's a generational thing. But some people when I was younger would use the word stupid to refer to people as like a funny thing. And I feel stupid. like now people are more worried about how you address someone yeah, and yeah, how yeah. it makes them feel. Yeah. Yo, is and being in New York is just so confusing because like that shit is stupid Slangs good. Like yeah. <laughs> that's just dumb good. Like what? Dumb uh, good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the R word was one that was just thrown around. Mm-hmm. Definitely one that like I think was pretty easy to phase out for a lot of people was um faggot. Like people mm-hmm. used to say mm-hmm. a lot and I, I don't I feel like I don't hear that word anymore, which is a good thing. Like, yeah, some words are just easier to transition out of. But like retarded, I still hear like even in professional settings, like at oh work, I've heard people yeah. say like, "Oh damn, this is retarded." I, I think still it's hear also like word. generational, because mm. like a lot of people used to use it back in the day, and now we're learning like normally. it's not a mm. good thing to it say. It just sounds weird when somebody who's not black says N word. Well, but that's why I say for Latinos, because to me, for Latinos, Fat Joe said it all the time growing up. Like, yeah, it was yeah. cool, Fat Joe saying it. But again, and, it's like a New York thing, because here you would like mm-hmm. say it like it would be like you said, like a homey thing. Yeah, like yeah. even I said it when I was younger and I was just like, holy shit. Like, what? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. back then you don't <laughs> learn And, the and there's black Latinos, too. So yeah, Afro Latinos. Yeah, yeah. They get, Do they get- I, I guess they I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I can't police this, but I apparently they get the pass to say it. Cause they are black, but also but like, that's colorist. Cause I'm fucking Dominican. Colors. Yeah, that's colorist, man. And I'm, you have and there, are, there are dark Dominicans and there are really light skinned Dominicans. So you don't want to get into the whole colorist. Like, well, y'all can say this, but y'all can't. And I think as like as long as one person says that's not a good word, you just shouldn't use. I don't know. Like if mm-hmm. it, if it doesn't make someone feel good and that you know the whole concept and yeah. the history behind that. You don't gain anything by saying it. Mm-mm. You don't get cool points for saying it. <laughs> yeah. like, you can just let it die. It's like, not it's hard. hard. Like, it's, it's not hard, hard to not like, say it. No. Some, like, even some of my friends still say it because, like, they grew up like that. Mm-hmm. That's how they talk. They're like, well, like, you know what I mean. Like, I don't mean it like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just how I talk. And I'm like, I, 
used to be like the policer would be like come on you can't say that we're 2015 <laughs> blah 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 but now i'm like when i do hear it, i'm like can you not say that around me just mm-hmm. because i personally don't feel okay with it mm-hmm. um and then they will try to change it and if they keep going then that's on them i already told them i didn't feel comfortable and if they want to know the history i'll also tell them the history but it's it's also like policing the people around you yeah. like my little brother used to say it all the time too mm-hmm. and then i was like hey stop it like yeah here's all the things that happen if like again the whole spick thing like if someone came to your mom and called her a spick would you like that no yeah, okay yeah. so they don't do it to other people yeah, like yeah. It, it makes no sense to have such degrading words mm-hmm. and also i get this whole thing of like a word is a word you shouldn't put meaning behind it you're the one who is putting the meaning behind it and that's what makes it bad mm-hmm. and i'm like no <laughs> well words are there yeah. for a reason the words n-word specifically has a history yeah, too like exactly. you can't get around that one and like yeah. if again even if you are latino you can't say what black people find demeaning or not yeah, like yeah. it's not your choice it's not your, your place you can say whatever you want to say even if you are afro latino but it's still like you, that kind you gotta of face device. the consequences yeah. you got freedom of speech but there's consequences exactly. and you gotta face the consequences when it comes to it yeah that was one of those things where it was like growing up it was just normal like mm-hmm. latinos got the pass like and that was it it was like we're not white what do you mean so white people are not the ones that can yeah. say it. that's what it was and because we are brown we're not black or white we're like well we don't know where to go exactly. or what yeah. to take. Yeah. yeah do you feel like because we identify more with the black experience than we do with the white experience because we're underestimated underrated and um, a minority yeah a minority yeah i don't know i don't know about all of that because we're not a whole race of people we're again uh, Afro Latino. Who do you relate Latinos. more to? I can't relate to either black or white. I just relate Same. to me as like mm. me being me. Like Latinos, we're we come in all different shapes and colors and, colors, and all of yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, definitely, a lot of people get more privileged than other mm. Latinos. But you know, people that are white people mm. that have more money or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's also still kind of like a hierarchy of mm-hmm. what your color is. So and then it also depends on how you say it. If you say it in a like demeaning way then yeah. you're a fucking asshole for yeah. doing so but like if it slips out in a song then i'm like okay well like i mm. guess that that's a little past because like you've been hearing this song and it's also like if they get to say it i get to say it too which is like mm-hmm. dumb yeah but there's just some things that are exclusive to black people yeah have to be let them have their one just let them have it mm-hmm. Yo, we have do you want to go we through slavery and then say yeah. the n-word okay we'll make you a slave for 12 <laughs> years and then you can say that and we're like what the fuck uh. yeah but well, I see it from like our culture because like I recently went to Mexico and then they were saying like negrita and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they would see me like cringe a little bit and they were like, no, like in nuestro país you can say it like yeah. está bien. Solo, solo es porque unas son más negritas y unas son más yeah. güeritas. Yeah. And they don't have the history of slavery to, uh-huh. to deal with. To, to mean, that they have indigenous thing. shit to deal with though. So we are ending off here with Chica Chats. This hey. was an amazing conversation. And the conversation honestly went off air. Most of you guys probably missed out on a lot of the good stuff that was not recorded mm-hmm. but that's just more incentive to, for you that's three for to come Patreon. back yeah I want, <laughs> the hey, I want y'all to come back on the show yeah. and for Aww. us to do this again and, and you have to come to our show too yeah, yeah. Oh, that's your wife as well angie has to come too oh, oh, yes 
I want to be on the Chica Chats. Uh-oh. And yeah, please let the listeners know where they can check you guys out. And let's sign off. Mm-hmm. Give a give a final speech. Follow us on Instagram, Chica.chats. Um, personal, uh, mine is Honey Raton. Mine is Panda Munchies. And mine's Ken.Soli. Hey. Yo, Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Music, make sure to rate us. Make sure to rate this wonderful podcast that you're listening yes. to us on. Give us a shout out. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you for this coming. Thank you for listening to our brands. Hey. Yo, <laughs> Yo it, it didn't even feel like a rant. This just felt like a natural conversation. And yeah, this was great. I'm very glad that this is how I spent my Sunday. Oh yeah. Thank you to Chica Chats. Us three and, losers? What? And, okay, yeah, I great. got you. Yo, everybody, we signing off. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Hey, thank you to everyone who tuned in this week for another great episode. A special thank you to our guests, Procio, Alex, and Kendi, the three hosts of Chica Chats, for coming on the show. Make sure to go check them out, Chica Chats, on Instagram. Go check out their podcast as well. They got awesome conversations, hilarious people. They're really, really dope, and they're tackling all these great taboo topics. So make sure you go check out their show. And then follow our show, Pretty Normal Podcast, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at A Pretty Normal Podcast. On Twitter, it's at Pretty Normal Pod. And message if you'd like to come on the show or if there's any topics that you want me to cover that you felt that I haven't covered yet. You know, I'm always willing to bring on whoever and I'm willing to have a chat with anybody who's willing to sit down and tell me what they're passionate about. It's been a great week and you know what it is. My name's Xavier Diaz and this was A Pretty Normal Podcast.